And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. We have returned with a discussion of The Kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Peter Berg, and it stars Jamie Foxx, Chris yes. Cooper, Jennifer Garner, mm-hmm. Jason Bateman, Francis Fisher, Danny Houston, Jeremy Piven, a lot of very good people. Mm-hmm. And Anne, yes. what can I say about this film? As you know, I'm a big animal lover, yeah. so I'm not going to say that The Kingdom is a dog, <laughs> but you get the idea. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It's set in current Saudi Arabia. There is a big explosion. A lot of people were killed, including an FBI agent. And the crack FBI team led by Jamie Foxx wants to go over there and do something about it, but nobody wants to let them go. He manages to get himself and his team Mm -hmm. over there. Mm -hmm. And when he gets there, Anne... This has turned into another Rambo movie. It does. And also they put a time frame on this picture. They have to solve the crime, which in this case is who led the bombing. Right. They have five days. Like a ticking bomb mystery movie. Exactly. And all four of these people are apparently able to solve murders. They're able to wield guns. They're able to throw bombs. And in Jennifer Garner's case, she can look good when she's exercising and sucking on lollipops. I mean, this is one of the most amazing pictures I've ever seen. Let me start with the direction of the picture. Okay, good. I really think that Peter Berg's intentions were very good, and I mean this. He set out to make a movie that would show that the Saudi Arabians and the Americans can work together in some sort of unity of purpose. That's a good thing. I think that he tried to make this in a present tense concept, and by that I mean he wanted to shoot it documentary style. That works for part of the movie. I like the opening title sequences. I thought they were kind of original and kicky. What doesn't work for me is the fact that you have a ton of special effects, some preposterous, over-the-top stunts performed by these four people who really should be part of that cartoon series, The Fantastic Four, (laughs) instead of this special group that comes out of the FBI. That means that you've got two things at cross-purposes. You have fantasy going on on one level, and you have reality-based shooting going on on another level. They do not work together. They don't work together. I got to tell you that there was so much handheld stuff here. I thought they got an eight-year-old and gave him a camera for Christmas and said, go out and shoot a movie. I was really getting a headache from Mm -hmm. all those awkward, awkward camera movements. And frankly, I didn't believe a moment of this movie. Neither did I. I'm so sorry to say that. I wanted to like this picture a great deal, but I couldn't because I think it is so fantastic. It is so fantastical. It is so preposterous that anyone would send over these four people to try and solve this incredibly complex crime in five days. That's one thing. Now you run into the last 25 minutes of the film. You start on that list. Well, it's a lot of action, a lot of explosions, a lot of bazookas. Every time you look around, somebody is firing a bazooka at our guys and Jennifer, and they... They neatly step out of the way and something else blows up about four With feet from Mary, them. a scratch. Nobody gets hurt. They throw in everything. They borrow from everybody. You know, that wouldn't be so bad, except they're trying to pass this film off, I feel, as a true-to-life situation. And it's just not. It's high entertainment, if you want to call it that. For me, it falls into the category of the Rambo films. The other thing is that Danny Houston plays, of all people, the attorney general. Mm -hmm. Oh, please. Oh, and then, towards the end of the film, when all of these FBI guys are almost celebrating, all of a sudden, who 
shows up, but our favorite actor from the television series Entourage, Jeremy Piven, playing some sort of a government PR guy. But frankly, he was a little bit more Ari Gold than he was anybody else. So Ari Gold from Entourage is suddenly up on the screen and talking to Jamie Foxx. It just didn't make sense to me at all. It didn't make any sense. It's so weird. I kept waiting for Jamie Foxx to deck him. Mm -hmm. But that's the problem, I think, with Jamie Foxx. You know, he was so brilliant in Ray. I can't think of an actor who deserved an Oscar for a particular role more. Mm -hmm. Since then, he's not a guy who can take command of the screen. And if you think of some of the other actors who certainly can, Denzel Washington, certainly. Mm -hmm. Samuel Jackson. Yes. You know, whatever those guys are doing, you believe it and you shut up and you listen. Jamie Foxx, I was twitching. I was twitching about Jennifer Garner. She's wonderful to look at. She's the adorable girl next door with her dimples and everything, but it doesn't work in this kind of a film. I can't take it seriously. You have to put someone in there who doesn't look like a Cupid doll. It doesn't work. It works against the character. One character, one actor who's really good in there is Asraf Baram. He plays the Saudi Arabian cop with whom Jamie Foxx has a very good buddy relationship with. It builds nicely, I think. And I liked his performance the best of anyone's in this film. Me too. He is a terrific actor. He's wonderful. I hope to see him in more things. Definitely. But unfortunately, Anne, mm-hmm. oh, I wanted to like this film. I wanted to like a Jamie Foxx film. I wanted to like a Chris Cooper film. Right. And I certainly wanted to like something that reflects supposedly what is going on in the Middle East, but this one doesn't. Right. And so I sadly flash a red light at it. Okay. Well, you know, I'm looking at the picture and I'm thinking, boy, all their wounds are so superficial. Unfortunately, the movie is too. There were no serious thoughts here about terrorism that we haven't read or thought about in the op-ed pages. It's just, frankly, another movie about how human all of us are, whether we're the bomber or the bombie. And unfortunately, the special effects and all of that stuff that they crammed in at the end really belied the entire theme of what I believe the director was trying to say. For me, I hate to say it too less, it's a red light. Better luck next time, Peter Berg. And the very talented cast, I think, better served in another kind of movie. Definitely. Okay, two red lights for The Kingdom, starring Oscar winners Jamie Foxx and Chris Cooper, along with Jennifer Garner, Jason Bateman, Jeremy Piven, Danny Houston, Francis Fisher, Richard Jenkins, Kyle Chandler, and the wonderful Ashraf Barham. And he's the only wonderful thing about this picture. Two red lights. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) I don't know. Right.